Well, good afternoon. Here we go. It's the Midweek Wednesday and a great day for talk radio. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I should actually look up and check to see if it is, in fact, a great day for talk radio. I'd hate to pull the Lisa McLeod move where, you know, the minister in the conservative government actually tweeted out that uh, still can't find the chaos in Toronto. The NDP is claiming beautiful morning in the provincial capital. And she's been getting a lot of heat for that. There's just so much vituperation, you know, in terms of social media response, which may not be fair. I mean, look, if she's hunkered down somewhere and busy at a computer or doing some constituent work, uh, how would she know what the heck is going on? There could be all kinds of locusts and frogs raining down. She's just oblivious to it. Uh, Not necessarily that she's so out of touch, but this is the complaint being made against her. And boy, she's getting it. Both barrels are being fired in her direction. Uh, (laughs) I like it. One of her early tweets in response. Did you just delete the tweet where you called me an ignorant creep? (laughs) There's more. Uh, Karen Dallow. Please don't deflect. Please don't diminish the pain, suffering and trouble that lays ahead for many Torontonians and Ontarians. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Broaden your lens. Empathize with those less fortunate. Lead with compassion. Boy, people just taking the opportunity because I guess she misread uh, the situation the environment, the climate. And, uh, you know, of course, when somebody had mentioned that there were people in downtown Toronto who were in over their heads, she said, well, you know, uh, yes, the price of real estate has certainly gone above and beyond what should be uh, actually anyway. That's uh, kind of an interesting switch, isn't it? That it's now literal that people may be in over their heads. On the real estate front, we'll talk to Phil Soper, the CEO and president of Royal LePage. They just came out with a very interesting survey that found a lot of people are quitting the city These are boomers looking forward to retirement and downsizing, and it may create churn in the market, you know, which increases the supply. And uh, at least the argument goes, might soften the prices somewhat, but that uh, may not necessarily be the case as it lies ahead. But this thing with Lisa McLeod, you know, I'm, I'm sincere about this when I say because of last night's deluge, and I have to admit, I slept through it myself, you know, but... I got up in the morning, and my neighbor is uh, doing an entire rebuild on his home. So he's excavated, like, where the basement's going to be. Well, now he's got an in-ground swimming pool, basically. And I thought, that's pretty good. Uh, He skipped a lot of middlemen. But uh, the drainage thing is an issue. It depends where you are. And we don't have to remind that there were a lot of folks who were trapped in cars and things like that. When they go into uh, underpasses, these things fill up rather quickly. And why is that? Well, obviously, the storm sewers can't handle the capacity. Or they weren't built to handle such a deluge of 100 millimeters, basically. Although they were saying up at Pearson it was about like 6 millimeters. Which is where Lisa McLeod must have been. Anyway, uh, the point is, I'm wondering if this whole thing is symptomatic of a larger problem that we have to address going forward. And you can parse it in different ways, say, well, you know, if this is the new normal, what with climate change bringing on all kinds of hellacious types of weather patterns and disturbances and the manifestation of which is biblical in proportion, we're not prepared for this. And you're right, Johnny. It's not the first time we've heard of flooding in the GTA either. I mean, we've had this now for a few years where it's not just, oh, flooding and we're getting a little wet, but I mean, really serious situations, whether it be go train or now elevators. And uh, yeah, it's a, you know, opportunity to pause and say, okay, do we have the infrastructure? Do we have, you know, everything to keep up with the demands of a, of a growing city? And it's growing up, which means more capacity with all the the high rises and the condos that's right and it's basically 
paved over, and so the absorption doesn't work the same way it might have done 25, 30, 40 years ago. Not, not in the ratio, right? When there's a huge uh, downpour, it can't it can't spread out quick enough, and that's where you know the catch basins and the drainage system just doesn't work as it would have in the past without the density. Did you just Google Archimedes there uh, for a moment or two, find out about the displacement of water? No, oh, I just know all about it. Oh, okay. Well, well not well, all about it, well, I was. <laughs> Enough to bring my own <laughs> rowboat. Okay, well, yeah. You, you, <laughs> Pack you ro- it inflatable. You rode into work, did you? Okay. <laughs> I thought you said you rode into work on a bike. Now mm-hmm. I realize it was in a boat. So this is what we uh, have to address, I guess. Or are we being inordinately alarmist that this just happens from time to time? You get these kinds of weather spills? Or is this a signal of something new and more ominous that we have to confront as a major urban center? I think I'll ask, because uh, before we get on to other, let's say, uh, phenomena in the big town, and I cited that the real estate market is going through somewhat of a transformation, and uh, this one may be somewhat more subtle, but uh, baby boomers deciding retirement may not be for them in the city proper, so they're going to places like Collingwood and, uh, you know, even north of Barrie and that kind of stuff. But is this an ominous sign? What happened last night? And I guess we're expecting 30 millimeters more later today. Thunderstorms still in the offing for the next 24 hours plus, which could really, you know, put a damper on the golf game I got planned for tomorrow morning. However, uh, you know, but the course would be soggy nonetheless. They do have good drainage on these golf courses, but still sometimes, you know, the water pools, if there's a low water table. I was really nervous about it this morning because I'm on a low part of land in my neighborhood. But I've set up all kinds of contraptions to divert water away from the property and, you know, take it out onto the street. (laughs) And it stood me in good stead. And the sump pump was working double time. But I was expecting to go down into the rec room and feel the squish squish of the carpet under my feet. Didn't happen. Wow. I feel like I'm bragging now because I know a lot of people met hardship And sometimes you can't forestall these kinds of things. If the infrastructure ain't there to take away the water or you haven't figured out a way. I mean, some people have diesel generators in case the electricity quits, you know, in an electrical storm and the sump pumps no damn good to you. This one kicks in. But those things are not inexpensive either. They're like five, six grand, a buddy was telling me. And in the bigger places, I mean, we're talking about Union Station, Sky Dome, uh, Places that were flooded out. Well, the Eaton Center we heard uh, recently as well in a previous flooding this season. Flooding rain where there was flooding. Well, yeah, the rain uh, came in through the roof. That's right. That's right. And so, Well, it was coming through the roof last night at Skydome. I'm watching a ball game and I'm looking saying, ha, 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 look at all that water coming down. And I guess I was as oblivious as Lisa McLeod because just a peek out the window would have told me. Well, I saw it. I saw it coming down and I said, okay, uh, it's a big tropical type of rainstorm. But it continued unabated for a longer time than I was actually, you know, monitoring things. I went to bed and was rather peaceful about Then I woke up in the morning and was still coming down like hell. And I said, this could be problematic. Well, and I wonder about the pressure on the system. And we were talking about the results that we see in a storm. But over long periods of time, I wonder if there's sort of that constant, you know, real pressure on the infrastructure. At what point we hear about water mains breaking? At what point do we hear that the, you know, uh, infrastructure that is in place that may be archaic in some areas, that may be, you know, quite dated, gets to its capacity and... And it, it just blows because it can't handle that 
that kind of constant barrage. Mm, yeah, it's overwhelmed. Uh, here's the question. Does this then mean that insurance covers you or you're not covered by insurance? Ah, there's the rub. Well, you know, right here. That's why I'm here. Uh, I ask these questions. I want to know on a need-to-know basis. Do you feel insurance will cover it? Will it be considered act of God? You won't be covered because it's something that was beyond what? Uh, Your capacity to control? Actually, that would make you covered, wouldn't it? I don't know what your policy is all about. You tell me, but a lot of people are scrambling today. Well, and I know we have Pete Carrot Georges for, from the Insurance Bureau of Canada um, on earlier today. And, uh, you know, he's uh, it was on, I think, with Alan Carter. Um, but he talks about, you know, check your plan, see what you've got coverage on. Um, well, let me ask. Let me changing. ask the folks. Yeah, let me ask the folks, plain uh, and straight up, if they've got coverage that would cover this kind of thing. Because you know what you'll invariably see, I guarantee you, uh, in about three days or by the weekend, a lot of carpeting will be out by the curb, you know, and downstairs like furniture. Because that's what happens, you know, as people now are assessing the damage. And, oh, if you go to, like, a Stevenson's <clears throat> Rental and try to get those uh, carpet blowers, they'll be gone. Uh, they'll be all out if you haven't got or you know or shop back. a shop back yeah you've got a shop back working double time trying to suck the water out and divert it out to the street or wherever these are the kinds of things that happen in terms of floods has it been that kind of a situation for you we're going to open the lines on that and then we'll talk about real estate and uh well there's a whole lot to address on a rather busy day news wise a lot of people of course uh having to clean up so this is what i wanted to start with initially and find out how you were impacted if you've got insurance that would cover it have you made your call and other uh pertinent questions would include if this is an ominous sign that the city can handle this much capacity when it comes to uh, a downpour a deluge 100 millimeter sighted in the downtown core last night you know in fact i would even say if it's possible uh could we evacuate in terms of a natural disaster geez a lot of people were feeling like uh there wasn't any kind of response oh and there were individuals trapped in cars there was one guy in the junction panicking till the firefighters busted him out of his vehicle which when it's being inundated and flooded and even if you fall into a body of water you know trying to maintain your composure is probably the tallest order but if you do you'll save yourself because you wait Till the vehicle's inside is almost full, and then, you know, it balances out the pressure. And then you can push open the door. Now, the electric windows are probably shot at this point, but you would open the door because it would balance, but you can't open it when you're submersed in a, bo- you know, like a body of water, a lake, a stream, whatever, until it actually fills up to equalize the pressure on both sides. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's like a public service I'm doing here, but nobody's going to take it in mind uh, when it comes to, you know, <laughs> how high is the water, Mama? Six foot high and rising kind of thing. But here we go. It's the uh, midweek edition of the Oakley Show. And in the aftermath of uh, last night's biblical downpour, uh, just asking you if you think this is an ominous sign that we're overbuilt as far as our infrastructure is concerned. Is you think, do you think that's what this is all about, that uh, people were flooded, their basements and so on, and Toronto's? Aging infrastructure can't handle the capacity. And on the insurance question, I'm just curious uh, what it is that you may or may not be covered by. So this is where we wanted to just get some uh, quick updates. Otherwise, uh, no loss of life, which is kind of nice to report. But I guess a lot of people lamenting the fact that they've lost furniture and belongings and uh, what else have you. It's always an inconvenience at the very least. 
but minus the loss of life, that's obviously a good thing. But uh, this is where we find ourselves today, drying out and talking about it. Or is it a case of, you know, hey, let's just wring out our clothes and move on. These things happen. Or do you see this as being perhaps part of a new normal that we need to address and we're ill-equipped to do so? 